0: i with you here. Folks, uh, kicking off the program with us today, Tyler Granger with the Iowa Wildlife Federation and Dr. Charles Goldman. First, a quick shout-out to some of our local business partners here in the Des Moines metro, Gateway Marketing Cafe. Thanks to Gateway Marketing Cafe for such a wonderful neighborhood grocery store. Uh, they are also got a, a catering service and a, pl- a great place for breakfast, lunch, and supper as well. That's Gateway Marketing Cafe. Uh, thanks also to Story County Veterinary Clinic where Dr. Kim Holding is has been taking care of creatures, great and small, for over 30 years. And thanks to Ritual Cafe, located on 13th Street between uh, Locust and Grand in downtown Des Moines, fair trade Coffee, fair trade Tea, and an all-vegetarian menu. Thanks also to Noche. Noche is Central Iowa's premier home for jazz and cabaret attracting both national acts and local favorites, and featuring a world-class cocktail bar as well. Check out Noche on Walnut Street just south of the Sculpture Park in downtown Des Moines. And thanks to Cinco de Mayo Restaurant on Southeast 14th Street, authentic Mexican food at great prices, very affordable prices, and really high-quality service at Cinco de Mayo Restaurant. All right, welcome to the program. Later in the show, we're going to be talking about impeachment and whether or not this slam-dunk is really a slam dunk or is something that Democrats might possibly screw up. We'll talk about that with Charles Goldman. We'll also talk about the DNC and kind of analyze why they refuse to accept that climate is Democratic voters' top concern. We'll also talk about um, the uh, firing by Trump of John Bolton, uh, who Democrats now seem concerned about that, uh, even though they previously vilified the guy but first, uh, before we talk with Tyler Granger about the Iowa Wildlife Federation, I want to give you a quick update about the uh, bold Iowa uh, f- the uh, climate defenders who were arrested at the uh, Trump uh, fundraiser in West Des Moines back in June. And, yes, yours truly was among them. Uh, we go to trial on Thursday, unless the court decides to change the date again. But uh, it would be very interesting to see how that goes, because more and more across the country, the argument that, that uh, actions against politicians who are recalcitrant, who are not doing anything on climate change, more and more courts are realizing there's some justification to that because of the emerging urgency of climate. So we'll see if that pans out or not. But uh, it's a strong argument that makes a lot of sense on a number of levels. And uh, you can always, of course, come to the trial at 2 o'clock at the Polk County Justice Center. But we'll uh, we'll provide an update about it um, before and, of course, afterwards as well. Okay, so with me in the studio, uh, Tyler Granger. He's with the Iowa Wildlife Federation, where all creatures, great and small, uh, seem to be unanimous in their concern about climate change. (laughs) Tyler, welcome to
1: the show. Well, thank you, Ed, for having me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I really appreciate getting a chance to talk about climate change. I'm with the National Wildlife Federation, and we're assisting the Iowa Wildlife Federation as well as a number of other partner groups. And basically what we see as solutions to climate action is letting people know about green solutions. And it's – you know, you you know, your listeners know the time to move from fossil fuels to renewable energy uh, – We can no longer wait. We have to get this transition going. Yeah, we should
0: have done it maybe 20, 30 (laughs) years ago.
1: Um, So that's why we're pressing our leaders in Congress to support 100% clean energy. Uh, It's a bill that uh, has garnered a lot of support at ending fossil fuel um, as energy sources and moving to 100% clean energy.
0: And the National Wildlife Federation is... um you wouldn't exactly describe them as on the, on the far left side of the political spectrum. They're more of a, a centrist organization that brings together a lot of different interests in wildlife, from, from bird watchers to, to uh, deer hunters to, um, to hikers to fishers.
1: Fair description? Yeah. We are Ranger Rick, if you know any
0: kids (laughs) that enjoyed the wildlife. I want to meet that raccoon someday. (laughs) He's not not stuffed on your mantelpiece, is he? No, but we do have
1: some toys for kids. We have magazines for kids. But basically, wildlife is a solution to climate change. So much of the flooding that Iowa has had is similar to the destruction of New Orleans after Katrina, that when wildlife was removed... Um, flooding just intensified.
0: How so? Uh, how does uh, how does evicting possums from the Missouri River floodplain save Fremont County?
1: <laughs> well, when you take away some of the wildlife prairie strips, uh, mm. it's harder for let's say like oysters um, and mussels to thrive. And when they're not heavily populated, they're not removing some of the toxic that our farm ag off you know put into our streams. And so you just kind of see in this domino effect where each population suffers a little bit more. And basically we're having a, – a, I don't even know how to describe it. The soil loss is, it, it is incredible.
0: Yeah, that's been <laughs> well documented and uh, of great concern.
1: Yeah, if you look for proof of climate change, it's soil temperatures, it's soil erosion, it's what's happening to the land. And so we see that prairie strips are the best way to prevent some of the flooding that our levees have been – Devastated with, and that's why we talk to elected leaders. We look at the wildlife, it helps our hunters, it helps trail runners, it helps you know, small bird population, it helps a lot. You know, it saves you money on flooding. Can we get some buffer zones between our rivers and our streams and our fields? Buffer zones
0: seem to have become much more popular and wow and commonly accepted. I remember uh, when I introduced, when I first introduced a, a bill. Uh, requiring buffer strips along certain uh, certain you know, uh, streams, uh, I, I was um, I was ripped a new one by the Iowa Farm Bureau. <laughs> but it seems like there's more acceptance of the benefits not just to conservation but to agriculture as well.
2: I mean, what are the sort of near-term goals? Because I mean, 100% conversion to clean energy is not truly a near-term goal. So, you know, what sort of things are you? You know, is the group promulgating for what people can do themselves and advocate for?
1: I think the best thing is to contact your legislator over the Endangered Species Act. When we started...
0: Federal legislators.
1: Yes. When we started valuing, you know, many of the species that make up our wildlife, we started to value climate action a little bit more. And that's why wildlife has been such an effective solution. But, you know, raise awareness. We've held a lot of different climate change events. But really talking to... Legislators about some of these important legislation is, you know, our, our main concerns. It, so.
2: it, what, what tends to influence legislators, though, to—
0: Besides a big campaign contribution? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think— A, a nice meal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately, there's inaction in every field mm-hmm. right now, our state of politics. But really, we have had success going to town halls and talking— to Ernst and Grassley and Finkenauer and Axney, and and telling stories about flooding. I mean, there are communities that are not recovering. But
0: you have Mm -hmm. people down in southwest Iowa, and and this this is, of course, facilitated by Fox News commentators, that, that believe that what caused the historic flooding on the Missouri River and destroyed... You know, um, Hamburg and, um, and Pacific Junction and a bunch of other towns, right? And put the
2: interstate underwater for well, well, yeah. seven times. In, yeah, I know, but they're not, they're not
0: blaming the climate crisis. No, they're
2: blaming uh, protection of uh, the, Army, the Army Corps of Engineers. Right.
0: So, how do you how do you how do you cut through that kind of propaganda and get folks who are inclined to buy that kind of rhetoric? How do you, how do you get them to understand what's really happening?
1: Well, the climate um, scientists that I've spoken to have said, like, yes, the Army Corps of Engineers were overwhelmed because of climate change. It was a combination of glacier melt, uh, very thick, uh, heavier, dense snowmelt in the Dakotas, and a cyclone bomb of rain. Yeah. All at the same time caused the Missouri and Mississippi to flood. That's never happened before. July was the hottest month on record. Last year was the hottest month on record. September was mm-hmm. the hottest
2: September on record. So, Tyler, what, yeah. what, what sort of symbolism works best, do you think, in terms of convincing the public? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of inclined toward the polar bear alone <laughs> on the, the little ice flow that's left up in the Arctic as, as a, sort of a potent image of climate change. I mean,
0: but, but not a healthy, well-fed polar bear. <laughs> right, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, what other sort of images seem to work for uh, the general public to understand what's going on?
1: I mean, the wind turbine has become the universal symbol of fighting climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, local solutions is usually what works best. And unfortunately, you know, we are facing two fronts, climate deniers and the apathetic. Mm-hmm. And so just reminding them of what solutions work has been the biggest motivator for people to adapt to climate change facts.
0: Mm. Well, it's a it's important work you're doing. Now, just one question about your affiliation with the national organization. Uh, Do they they put a lot of stock in the importance of local autonomy, local control? Or Uh, are are your hands kind of tied to a very specific agenda?
1: I think with the National Wildlife, we're focused on federal law. And so we are looking at some of the bigger overreaching um, uh, embodiments that are going to get us off fossil fuels.
0: Right. But some of the worst stuff happening environmentally... It's happening at the state level, and Iowa is unfortunately no acceptance, no no, no exception, exception. Rather, yeah. we uh, I mean we have we we've, we've seen uh, reduction in soil erosion and nitrate pollution from almost all the other states in the upper Midwest in the Mississippi Basin, except Iowa. Yeah, and Iowa's gotten worse, and a lot of that has to do with a legislature that doesn't seem to care, and folks in the administration who are of like mind. So it seems like uh, there's there's a, there's a role for. Um, Organizations like yours to really push for appropriate state legislative responses as well. What, what would that constitute, Ed, in your mind? Well, we don't have enough time. Well, Let's start by moving from voluntary compliance to some kind of some some set of standards hmm. that uh, that require uh, people who are on the land and responsible for uh, what happens to our water and our air. Let's let's, let's start requiring certain levels of, of, of compliance, not just making it voluntary. You know, and the bottom line is, I believe people should do what they want to do on their own property, but, but when something leaves their property, whether it's light, sound, um, <laughs> soil, mm-hmm. air, then we've got a public issue. And when, the, uh, when, you, when, you, when you see soil leaving Iowa's farms and heading down the Mississippi and killing the Gulf of Mexico... We've got an issue that's of greater concern than that particular landowner, and I think we have to step up, you know, to the reality that this is a broader concern than simply an issue of private property rights. Again, you can do whatever you want on your property, as in my opinion, providing it's not affecting your neighbors, whether they're next door or down in Louisiana.
1: No, I agree, and I first learned of the effectiveness of prairie strips through Bill Stowe and the lo- water lawsuit, and. The case study is our neighbors to the north Minnesota has just as much agriculture. They have different, you know, water-level protections. That's why Iowa has far fewer results. So I would implore, you know, all your listeners to contact your legislators because it does make a difference when you go to town halls, when you write a letter, and ask them to protect our prairies, to protect our water. Um, You know, this works out for everyone when we protect
0: wildlife. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, Tyler, thanks for joining us. Yeah, And, folks, if you want to learn more about the Iowa Wildlife Federation, Tyler is about to tell you where to go.
1: Um, you know, there's uh, several outlets. I would like to just shout out for anyone who is social media savvy to look up our good friends, Mom Clean uh, Air Force. Moms. Mom's Moms Clean Air Force. Okay. They are a part
0: this of. Is the division of the military that <laughs> Trump created? <laughs> <laughs> N-
1: not. not, it's, not a,
0: it's a division of the Space Force. Not. My <laughs> My cancer. Force. My right, 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 right. right, right. Admiral <laughs> Pence. <laughs> um, so, you've got a website as well.
1: Well, Mom's Clean Air Force is fighting methane. And that is really the good fight. So if you can look them up, uh, methane's a problem. Otherwise. So we're talking
2: methane from fracking or methane from uh, overuse of animal husbandry to make meat.
1: Well, the biggest fracking right now is the um, the biggest emitter of methane gas. And Trump just said, "Let's turn the valves," and then. Well, we'll you know, have the industry in, watch. Yeah. yeah the anyway. Industry, the industry will take care anyway, of Anyway,
0: we've got to run to a break, <laughs> but if folks want to learn more about the Iowa Wildlife Federation, just Google Iowa Wildlife Federation <laughs> or check out Mom's, for, moms Clean Air, Air Force. Force. Yes. All right, great. Hey, we'll be back in a few minutes, folks. Uh, Charles Goldman's sticking around here, and we're going to talk with him about the impeachment situation. It ought to be a slam dunk, but for some reasons, many are concerned that Democrats might mess it up. Back in a minute on the Fallon Forum. Gateway Marketing Cafe is your locally owned source for specialty groceries. Enjoy chef-crafted prepared foods, artisan baked goods, organic produce, specialty cheeses, and hand-selected wines and craft beer. Visit the lively cafe for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Gateway Market is centrally located on the corner of Martin Luther King Jr. Parkway and Woodland Avenue. Stop by or visit www.gatewaymarket.com for more details. Gateway Market, good food, great community.
3: For all your accounting needs, both business and personal, contact Ying Sa at Community CPA with offices in Des Moines and Iowa City. It seems that tax law changes every year. You want an accountant who's up to speed on the latest twists and turns. Someone who can help make sure your tax return is filed accurately, in a timely manner, and properly, so you don't end up paying any more than you need to pay. So give Ying Sa, the founder of Community CPA, a call at 515-288-3188.
4: That's 515-288-3188. Across the Des Moines metro, Ritual Cafe is known for its excellent fair trade coffee and fair trade tea. Ritual Cafe also serves breakfast and lunch and offers an entirely vegetarian menu. This unique venue is also known for its live music and displays of local artwork on the walls. Located on 13th Street between Locust and Grand in downtown Des Moines, Ritual Cafe is open six days a week. Make Ritual Cafe a daily part of your ritual.
3: Times are tough, and most people are just trying to make their cars last a little bit longer. That's why you should know about Sargent's Garage in Des Moines. You can trust Sargent's to make the right diagnosis and give you a fair price every time. Whether it's a routine oil change or a major repair, Sargent's always does outstanding work. So don't give up on that old car just yet. Call Sargent's Garage at 515-246-8149. That's
4: 515 515- It's important to know where your food comes from. At Hawk Restaurant, that's easy because 90% comes from Iowa Farms and Iowa Producers. Located at East 5th and Walnut Street, Hawk is open for lunch and supper Monday through Saturday. From May through October, you'll also find hawk at the Downtown Farmer's Market, serving fantastic breakfast wraps with 100% of the ingredients from Iowa, except for the salt and pepper. Learn more at hawktable.com. That's H-O-Q-table.com. Dr. Kim
3: Holding has over 30 years of experience working with all creatures great and small. Cat, dog, horse, cow, elephant... Well, maybe not an elephant. If you've got a pet elephant, you may be in trouble. Kim's work history is long and deep, and her clients stick with her year after year because they know she will do right by them and their pets and farm animals. So give Dr. Holding a shout to keep your animals happy and healthy. Call 515 232 8766. That's 232 8766.
0: Noche is the premier home in Des Moines for jazz and cabaret. With its prime downtown location and stylish ambiance, Noche attracts both national acts and local favorites, including Max Wellman, Gina Gedler, Scott Smith, Tina haas Findlay and Nick Leo. Every Wednesday night, you can enjoy the progressive sounds of one of America's longest-running jazz orchestras, the Des Moines Big Band. Noche also offers a world-class cocktail bar and serves a variety of small plates. If you haven't been to Noche, you haven't experienced the fullness of Des Moines' cultural revival. If you have, we're sure you'll be back. Noche, located on Walnut Street, just south of the Sculpture Park in downtown Des Moines. back to the Fallon Forum, broadcasting live from Des Moines, Iowa, the cultural and culinary crossroads of America. We're here in the studio after, of Lorena, 1260 AM and 96.5 FM in Des Moines. Later in the program, we'll talk about why the DNC refuses to accept that climate is Democratic voters' top concern. And we'll also talk about how, even though he was previously vilified by Democrats, uh, John Bolton, recently fired by President Trump, has uh, the firing, his firing has now drawn criticism from the same folks who were vilifying him before. Interesting stuff. But first, uh, we're going to talk about impeachment because how can we not talk about impeachment? And with me in the studio, Dr. Charles Goldman. So, um, folks are saying, well, this is finally the moment that Trump is, he's finally had his come up and say they're, they're moving forward with impeachment. Republicans are going to realize that they've got a losing proposition and they're going to rally behind. A Senate um, effort to convict him and remove him from office. Uh, well, I think most of that's fantasy, obviously. What do you mean, obviously? <laughs> well, I,
2: I think that the they were pushed to this position because this was something they just couldn't ignore.
0: They meaning House Democrats.
2: House Democrats. I mean, there was just this. This was inescapable, and I, I think they also latched onto it because it's a much more. Uh, Understandable kind of situation than 450 pages of the equivocation of the Mueller report, right?
4: Um,
2: and, and as I said, I think they, they had no other choice but to go forward. I do think, in in, in some sense, it's had the uh, desirable effect of chastening the president in many ways. Um, there have been a number of people who've worked with him for a long time who feel like just because of the ego. Narcissism issue that he doesn't really want to be impeached. He can say all he wants. No, we, we
0: saw the we saw the uh, ego and narcissism on full display during uh, Hurricane Dorian, in which he mm-hmm. doctored a map to defend his his, right. his assertion that uh, Alabama was in its path, and then just continued to double down on that. Yeah, so, so yeah, he doesn't want to be impeached. He doesn't like being told that he's a naughty boy. Well, what what,
2: what is sort of. Difficult to understand is that the release of the transcript or of the pseudo transcript of this uh conversation, because we know it's only part of what was said, because if you read through it it only takes ten to fifteen minutes, it's a thirty minute phone call. And then their immediate lying about who was listening in and who wasn't, which of course Pompeo, uh, you know, kinda of, tried to slide into a press conference in Italy, and he's still on that long trip. Right. He, he, he and Barr. He, bar, <laughs> so he, he needed a long yeah, trip. Yeah, they seem to plan on spending most of the time out of the country now, Barr on his quest to prove the uh, nefarious origins of the uh, of the uh, 2016 election investigation. Maybe they'll
0: take Mike Pence with them on the next trip.
2: Well, no. P- <laughs> yeah. Well, Pence. He could be in trouble. Pence is the fall guy. I mean, he's yeah. going to be the Patsy. Well,
0: I, I think I think Pence will only be – tarnished and affected if trump is as well
2: no i think he's gonna be the patsy no matter what happens with trump
0: okay <laughs> um, the, the, you know. do, you, do you really think trump i mean again democrats have have a great hand right now well if they do you, and if they you're do. talking poker they, they, they've got a great they, hand they
2: do and they don't i've been watching the uh, rnc ads that have gone on tv mm-hmm. almost now continuously uh, against the Democrats in general and Abby Finkenauer in particular in our area. And, and their big thing is, look what the Democrats are doing. All they are, spend all their time doing, the do-nothing Democrats, is with the impeachment of the president. And nothing else is getting taken care of or look at all the great things the Trump administration has done. Now, of course, the reason the Democrats are do-nothing is because we have a do-nothing Senate led by the Republicans. <laughs> but nevertheless – they're using the impeachment as saying the, the Democrats are uninterested in governing, which, of course, is, as usual, with the Republicans' projection because right. the, gov- the Republicans are uninterested in governing. They're only interested in criticism and well, they're, social they're, they're
0: issues. They're interested in, in creating a government that's more uh, friendly to the corporate interests that fund their campaigns. Unfortunately, uh, we have and two the, parties that are interested well, I know, in that. There's, gonna say there's it, one that's yeah. worse than the other. Exactly, yeah. Um,
2: but th- this is the way the Democrats screw it up. The Democrats screw it up. By number one, using the hearings to simply uh, you know chatter on to get some sound bites for their campaigns, if they would hand the, the uh, questioning over to professional prosecutors and step away from it being except maybe for a couple of lead Democrats, and then the other people who are uh, involved in this who really didn't want to be involved in this can go back to. These are the issues that are important to me: hmm. economic growth, health care, the environment. But if they all get caught up in this idea that they want their five minutes of fame, you know during the, the, during the day for these hearings, first of all, we'll end up learning nothing from right. the, uh, the, the various people they're questioning. So to me, this is the way the Democrats screw it up. <laughs> is they, they, they take the opportunity to use it again for their own, their own advertising so instead grant, of just the really doing an investigation. Standard.
0: Right. Each, each, each House member gets a Get, chance to right. That's talk the big, about that it. That is the biggest waste the of time. That history. every five-minute
2: thing is a total waste of time. Because you know what will help them win this? Number one, Giuliani, you know, testifying. <laughs> I mean, as I just said to you earlier, if ju- why do they- because he makes no sense. Because the man is deluded; he thinks he's going to get the Medal of Freedom for this. Okay, he and the president, he and the president, he's no different than Trump. The two of them. So will, why is are, he more entertaining? Well, because Trump's not going to testify, but Giuliani <laughs> okay. will. I mean, a day of Giuliani testifying will be huge entertainment it will be super bowl level entertainment
0: yeah because your, he, your clients can wait <laughs> <That's> right, exactly <laughs> that day you'll take off yeah i'm going to take that day off because
2: <laughs> giuliani makes no sense and he he and the president have brought up crazy 4chan derived right wing conspiracy theories 4chan remember is the you know favored platform for the neo nazis in the united states and their crazy theories mm-hmm. you know and this whole thing with was, uh, was a st- uh, strike storm strike or whatever this, this whole nutty thing that the Democrats hired a company, which they say is Ukrainian, and it's not Ukrainian. One of the owners is Ukrainian. It's a company in Sunnyvale, California. So when they got hacked, <laughs> when the DNC got hacked, they hired this company to find out who hacked them. They, like our intelligence community, said it was the Russians who hacked you. But – somehow in 4chan world, iE fox world, iE Trump brain, Rudy Giuliani brain, this has now morphed into that the Repu- the Democrats set up this company that's a Ukrainian company to fake the hack essentially so that we could blame the Russians and therefore undermine Trump. Okay. Okay. This so, is so the theory they're operating from. Right.
0: Okay. So so back to the main point. Yeah. How how are okay, so Democrats are going to vote to impeach Trump. That's that's a given. Yes. Uh what happens in the U.S. Senate is still an open question, but I would say it's likely that Republicans will refuse to move forward with a hearing. Uh,
2: I, I suspect that they will – well, you know, McConnell's already said it, he has to bring it.
0: OK. And, if and, they, and won't, won't, won't that – He'll just ask for a vote. He'll, he'll immediately ask for a vote. And then they'll defeat it. Correct. Right. And so how will – That's that, OK. To me, that right there is enough to backfire on the Democrats. No. Well, no, no I disagree. What, what happened, I disagree. What, what happened the Republicans, with, Bill, with Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton was impeached. The Senate did nothing, and and seats were lost. Democrats lost seats going forward. Uh,
2: it, it, those things were coincidental. There is no causation between uh, what happened there. And the, no, the next know. president, the next president, if you remember, two years later, was a Republican, right, beating a sitting vice president who lost his own state.
0: Right. So that's uh, part of my point. Democrats did not fare well after the uh – No, that's exactly my point, which is the Republicans,
2: although they immediately lost some seats and the the president was extremely popular afterwards, there's nobody who who despises Trump who's going to be convinced that he – if he isn't convicted, that he's any different than he always has been. There's nobody who loves Trump no matter what who's going to be convinced by anything that he does. So to me I don't see this as an issue. So what? Your ads then become I'd like you to do me a favor. McConnell saying and other Republicans saying, "Oh, the president didn't do anything wrong." Anybody with a brain in this country knows that what the president did was wrong and and oh, 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 oh. Susan Collins today said it was something that was uh, inappropriate. Another gutsy Republican.
0: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> inappropriate? Yeah, yeah.
2: inappropriate. Right. So no, I, I think the only way that Democrats lose from this is if, one, they grandstand. Two, they should make the investigation a legitimate investigation which gets more and more information out there so that when they all vote to impeach, which is true. They've already decided they're going to impeach him. Um, then there's something there to it. And then, then you take advantage of the, Dem- the Republicans blocking them like they've blocked everything. This is the, this is the, they're even moving away from the socialism thing. It's all now do nothing Democrats, do nothing Democrats. All they want to do is they hate the president. Of course, this is all projection. Uh, you know, bring up what about Benghazi? Of all the people, Mike Pompeo has ner- the nerve to talk about. You know that they're that they're crucifying the president when he was totally involved with the nine committees that were looking into Benghazi, mm. right? They're, no. they're actually – this is this is the kind of government, this is the kind of banana republic we now have. They are reclassifying the emails that went to Hillary's server so that they can go now to the people who sent those emails and say, you mishandled top secret information.
0: You, and can, you can do that retroactively? They're doing <laughs> it retroactively.
2: Of course it's ludicrous. But this is we – are, we are in total so, banana republic mode so we right might, now. So
0: we might yet see Clinton, Hillary Clinton locked up. Right.
2: <laughs> I mean right. – well, actually – This is exactly – this yeah. is exactly what I'm, – I'm telling you. This is – these are the kinds of things that go on behind the scenes. Right. Just like the Endangered Species Act evisceration. Just like the, you know, the Waters of America Act evisceration. All these things are going on while, we, while we're concentrating on every stupid tweet from the president. And impeachment. Right. I have no problem with it, but make it a sideshow. Leave Schiff well, and Nadler over there uh, and then let the lawyers go at them and put Julian. See, here again, you want to ask how the Democrats can screw it up? You know what Biden's campaign did? They sent a letter out You're to right. the networks asking them to stop putting Giuliani on. Yeah. Okay? Why? Are you kidding? <laughs> why? He is the best. A- he is the best advertisement for why the Republicans should not be in power. Every time the man opens his mouth, he implicates the president even more. And you're telling them he shouldn't be on. That just shows you how that the people inside the Beltway. You know, yeah. I mean, we've talked that before. The Democratic consultants
0: are so, pathetic. <laughs> so, so beyond, beyond all this, the, the a bigger issue here is that Trump is characterizing the impeachment effort as a attempted coup. No, and, a coup is a violent overthrow of the government that's yeah, extra legal. You and I know that. But Trump has classified it as a coup. That's and a bunch of his base, uh, the biggest chunk of his base, are going to buy that description.
2: Yeah. And so, the same ones who are armed heavily to right. take control of the United and, well, States. What happens, from the what happens
0: when you have a coup? Well, you can call – you can declare martial law. Uh, okay. there, there are some people <laughs> who think that's a possibility. What do you think? I, I think
2: that that's, that's just a fever dream there. I, you know, enough – it's just like the John Bolton thing we're going to talk about. It's, yeah. it, we, we're allowing the, the Twitterverse, which is the most extreme leftist for the most part, to speak for us. OK? No, he, he, there's no plan here. The man is just – he's word salad at this point. <laughs> word salad? <laughs> you know, he, they hand him a briefing document. He remembers four or five words. He says them over and over. I mean let's face it. The wall was that. The wall, you know, build the wall. The one that Mexico was going to pay for. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. Again, we've heard that 10,000 times from <laughs> from the Democrats. <laughs> right. The wall was a mnemonic to remind him to speak about immigration during his speeches during the campaign. Right. All right. So I, I, all this talk, I mean, everything he says, he's not going to leave office. It's a coup. I, this is just it, it's the reason why you're driving people away from this. Keep it simple.
0: He but uh, you know, I, and I agree, we should keep the messaging simple. And I think uh, this this scandal—I mean, there's been one Trump scandal after another. Uh, this one might be more severe and more uh, easily—it's it's more easily contained. It's more contained. Yeah, but I—but I, you know, I, I mean, I—I don't—I don't put anything past this president. I, I would not be surprised I, to see him take an extreme action that would put the very foundations of the constitutional republic in jeopardy. And who's going to do this for him? Well that's a great question. But uh he's got the allegiance so far of the Republican Party, although that it does seem to be eroding some. Not enough probably for the U.S. Senate to vote to you know to to okay. hold a hearing. But
2: Ed, you and I lived through the sixties. I was a there, baby in the sixties. There was there old were, man. There, there were, <laughs> that's right. There were there were cities being burned, there were National Guard and others you know, uh, having to control cities like Detroit and Cincinnati and others, you know, LA, the Watts riots. I mean, you talk about a country that was at war with itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, that is a situation far more dangerous, was far more dangerous than the situation we have right now. I think you're
0: underestimating the the tenuous position we're currently in. I really do. I I do not.
2: I I, I think that you're you're allowing yourself to get lost in this. Mm -hmm. And I I, I think that there is you know, there are still people out there who, who would not allow that to happen. I, I don't see who they would use to, for this coup. And, and, you know, you could bring in the point up. There was, I, I, don't, don't forget that there was a coup being plotted against FDR, which only because one general, you know, thinked on the rest of the group might have occurred in this country.
0: You know, I, I hope you're right. These times are more uh, frightening. And I, I think a lot they're of they're more
2: frightening because of the absolute echo chamber of of no, social media I, no, I, and constant news coverage. We've
0: never had a president like this. We've never had a president get away with the things he's gotten away with. That but that's he talks true. Like he talks. That's true. And we've never seen we've never seen, for example, uh, a, a judicial system so stacked on one side of the political spectrum. You know, that's not just Trump's accomplishment. That's accomplishment. Well, that's, that's, that's Mitch happening. McConnell, Mitch McConnell, and even before that. But, yeah. but Trump has, has made it so much worse. And I I really think that we are in a time when, you know, especially with – people forget that nuclear weapons are still a major concern. We have enough firepower to destroy this planet many times over. We have an ongoing uh, and and emerging climate crisis that is only going to get worse and worse and cause more and more international disruption, more and more migration, more and more drought, flooding, you Mm -hmm. name it. Um, These are times when we see uh, people – Frightened, and so turning to the traditional strongman, whether it's Donald Trump, Bolsonaro, uh, you know, Korea, Russia, you know, you've got these strong men arising where, in places.
2: Where is this vision of of Trump as a strong man coming from? Well, uh, the man is an obvious impotent wimp.
0: <laughs> I mean, He's, he, he talks. This, a, he, he talks again. That's all that needs. That's all. all that needs. Really, to have this is the people. same
2: man who was ready to bomb Iran. But was so indecisive – I'm not saying he should have, but I'm saying <laughs> right. he is so indecisive that he calls it off at the last minute, right?
0: And his followers don't blink an eye at that. Uh, and actually none of us – we should all mean, be it, somewhat it, grateful it, that he it called it off. Cra- I mean, he, who knows a, that he was it, planning? But. I, I'm absolutely
2: – But I don't understand his appeal as a strong man. He is obviously a weak
0: man. I get it. I mean I don't, I don't subscribe Every to it. Every little slight he has to answer. Right. I know. But, but he comes off as big, tough, macho, successful. No, he comes off. Come, Two people who are looking he, for that. He comes off as an addled old man, right? Unless you're <laughs> unless you're watching Fox News and listening to Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, right? And, and what they <laughs> and need, a need a to stop What are. they a need to stop are. doing. There
2: was a good piece from one of the Guardian uh, reporters uh, out last week saying they need to stop showing just snippets of a quote press conference by the president. Hmm. You know, they need to show the whole thing so that everybody really gets to see when he loses himself in his inability to retrieve any word other than great or perfect.
0: Um, or sad if he's referring to the yeah, opposition.
2: Right. You know, um, but I, I, like I say, I think that we, they need to keep this contained to the issues and continue to try to do what the American people want, which is address issues such as health care issues, the economy to some degree, and obviously the environment, which is at least number three as best we can tell. It's certainly not uh, number one and two.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's, it, it's, it's number two or one, depending on who you poll among Democratic voters.
2: Well, but Democratic voters aren't the only ones voting in the next election. Well, okay, no. you're talking about the election at the yeah, primary. Yeah, that's correct.
0: Right. Hey, we've got to take a short break here, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk, uh, talk about the DNC and their aversion to climate change, uh, even though it's, again, very high priority among the Democratic voting base. We'll be back in a minute on the Fallon Forum. Thanks to the local businesses in the Des Moines metro who helped make this program possible. Thanks to Gateway Marketing Cafe, located on 20th and Woodland. That's my grocery store and a great place for breakfast, lunch, and supper. Gateway also has an excellent catering service. That's Gateway Marketing Cafe. Thanks also to Hawk Restaurant, where 90% of the food served comes from Iowa farms and Iowa producers. They're also at the Farmer's Market on Saturday morning between uh, 2nd and Water on Court Avenue. Thanks also to Sergeant's Garage, located at 6th and College in Des Moines. They'll give you a fair price and the right diagnosis every time. That's Sergeant's Garage. And thanks to Diversity Insurance, located on 1541 East Grand in Des Moines. No appointment needed, folks. That's Diversity Insurance. And thanks to Community CPA, with offices in Des Moines, Iowa City, and now Minneapolis. Get your taxes and accounting problems addressed correctly the first time. Give Yingsa Community CPA a shout all right, welcome back to the program, folks. Uh, Charles Goldman with me. You know, we, uh, are, we are well aware of the uh, DNC's, the Democratic National Committee's decision to not allow a climate debate. And uh, there were lots of, lots of speculation as to why there was. But it seems that even more broadly, they really don't want to see a lot of conversation about climate in general. They're not just opposed to the debate. They're kind of wishing we wouldn't even talk about the, the problem. Yeah, and why is that true? I, you
2: know, I can I can't fathom what their strategy is. Um, the they've allowed this healthcare debate to go so off the rails. You know, because now it's become an argument about Medicare for all versus public op- versus public medic- option. I yeah. I I can again, I I have a real problem with the the doctrinaire nature of well, you only should Talk about the extreme, you know, and it is not going to happen in the United States that people are going to go overnight from private health insurance to a system that's run completely, you know, by the government. And there isn't any necessity to do that. All right, so you know, of all people, Tom Friedman, who's not not one of my favorites among the New York Times editorialists, did write a piece saying. He just t- call, entitled it It's the Environment Stupid. <laughs> because it it is a fantasy of the Democratic Party, which is a fantasy that they've had for seventy or eighty years, that they're somehow going to convince the undereducated white male to vote for the their party. It's only happened once, you know, since the 1960s. And so the, if that's not going to happen. You know, cuz this whole election is being run toward the swing voter who's in, living in a suburb of Philadelphia. I mean, this is all you ever hear about, right? Um, know well, you also hear about rural, voter, rural voters, you know. To, yeah, okay. right. But, 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 but once again, if
0: you bring enough people out who don't vote, so, then you win. Okay, so so your your point is that the uh, the DNC wants to see the candidates sparring over Healthcare over Medicare for all versus public option. They, they they want that fight, they want that conversation, but they don't want the conversation about how best to address the climate crisis. Is that is that the core of your argument? Right, because so I, I well the
2: problem was the Green New Deal comes out, which is is just an aspirational document, sure. but
0: it's a resolution, right?
2: And and, and 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 you know because again we have these the inexperienced freshman politicians who don't understand that the point of politics is to come to some compromise about the distribution of resources. There are not unlimited resources are in this you, country. Are you bashing AOC? I'm, I'm tired of hearing from the same four or five people who don't understand that politics is about trying within a system to distribute resources fairly. Well, I think
0: their argument would be that politics has not worked very well. And, the, and the, so making pronouncements like the Green New Deal is going to work? Um, no. Charting a radically different direction is that's going to work because this uh, – Incremental approaches have accomplished maybe a few. I mean, look at the ACA; that has done nothing to change the dynamic uh, within the, 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 main, the primary dynamic within, within healthcare. Healthcare is still uh, the, the costs are escalating. I, I agree. Uh, with the you. insurance industry still, and the big hospitals and the drug companies still control the whole process. That's correct. And that,
2: and that's not going to change with incrementalism. No, but the next step in incrementalism would be to make them utilities in the same way the Germans have done. Okay, and they've cut costs. To half of what but also, we, but, we,
0: but also with climate change, You're not, you know, we're not. We, we've, we've tried incrementalism, and the, the big difference between climate and healthcare is, you know, even though a, health, a failed healthcare system is problematic and deadly for a lot of people, climate change is deadly for all of us, and we can no longer tolerate an incremental approach. And maybe that's what scares the DNC more than anything is that the reality that it's going to take some kind of a drastic shift. In how we Which would never – but, okay, I, I, I understand where
2: you're coming from on that. But the fact of the matter is is that CO2 emissions in the United States are actually at 1985 levels. Now, part of that is because of the well,
0: – they are. Well, how much of our, of our fossil fuel are we exporting right now?
2: That's, I understand. That's true. That is a that. worldwide issue. But who's ahead of us on solar by far? A the certain, Chinese. And a, and a bunch of in other countries. yeah. Right? Um, you know, who's ahead of us in terms of going to a non-coal-based power production, so the how, Europeans in general? Tie this back to the uh, DNC
0: for So the on. DNC,
2: yeah. Th- I think the problem I have with the DNC is that they're petrified that if they have a debate on the uh, climate issues, it's going to turn into a Green New Deal debate. Instead of saying, what do we do now? People act out of self-interest. So, you know, what, we, what we as liberals want is them to have the self-interest that includes other people other than themselves, <laughs> right? <laughs> the broader self. Right, yes. but they don't. And they need to have a debate that also links the immigration issue to migration of people away from areas that are being right. heavily affected by climate change. That is a danger the military of the United States understands yeah. and has written on. Right. It, it's, and that there is a cohesiveness. So it's not about do we eat less beef? This is, is this is not just a universal issue because the whole world is involved. It, it it is an issue that impacts almost everything, right? For people, immigration,
0: diet, agriculture. Yeah, uh, it, 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 and I think I think the the, the the proponents of the Green New Deal argue that it also ties in issues of economic inequality, issues of uh, of care, uh, issues of education, and that that's right. I understand where they're coming from. And wh- and who killed Kennedy? <laughs> no, I don't think who killed Kennedy is in the list. But the, um, but the, the, uh, the, the bottom line is, if, my, my feeling is, I mean, most of the presidential candidates on the Democratic side have signed on to the Green New Deal. But if you don't like the Green New Deal, propose something else. I mean, one argument we've heard from, from politicians is it's too broad. It takes into a bunch of other stuff that we don't need to address to address climate. Well, fine. Show me your comprehensive climate strategy. Without the health care, income inequality, other elements that you have trouble with or Mm -hmm. that you think may be problematic in terms of your reelection to Congress or whatever you're running for. Do that. And I don't know why the DNC couldn't be happy with a debate about that. I'd love a debate about that. I'd love love
2: a debate in which someone got up there like Ross Perot style (laughs) and and looked at where are these emissions coming from. There isn't anybody in the world – or there, there is nobody in the United States who doesn't believe the earth is warming, including the, all the Republicans who deny it.
0: No, there's, there's still, there's there's still rank-and-file voters that don't get it.
2: The vast majority of Americans, even Republicans, believe we are warming the earth up. Yeah. So instead of just haranguing people about eating meat, for instance, why don't you get up there and teach people where these emissions are coming from and point okay. out that you could eat – you, you, if, if you cut out beef – you would actually reduce emissions to the point that you wouldn't have to even worry that much about emissions from cars. OK, so, so back to the central point.
0: Yeah. The DNC does not want conversation of, of any, in any depth or substance about climate change. And I, I, I think the reason is – I don't know what, where you're going on this, but my, my sense is the reason is the DNC and a bunch of Democratic candidates get a lot of money from the fossil fuel industry.
2: And where is this? Where I mean, do you think the, this comes from?
0: Republicans get more, yeah, but Democrats get enough. Where they don't want to alienate that element of their funding stream. So the DNC says, okay, we're 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 going to try to we're going to tiptoe around this because we don't want to alienate this element of our base.
2: Well, it's probably true. I mean, there are Democrats who still get money from the NRA, an organization who's right. nonprofit so, status well, I don't understand. But
0: that's that's my. What, what, what's your? What, what, how? What do you speculate is the reason the DNC doesn't want a conversation about climate change? Um, I
2: I I, th- I think it's less the issue of how much money they get, and it's I think it's more the issue of that kind of fundamental change and trying to teach the American people something they feel is beyond their capability.
0: Okay, so then they should just get out of the way and let somebody who has the capacity to address it, like some of the new freshmen that you think are going too far.
2: Well, the freshmen are, are com- <laughs> they're, they're coming up with a proscriptive a prescriptive solution that's not going to work. You have to you have Wouldn't to convince people that. There is in their self interest to do these things, and that saying it, you're killing your children, and your grandchildren doesn't work.
0: We know that. At some point, it might because that's happening. They need to that's see it happen, happen first. More. Well, look at look at the Abaco Islands. Look at the Bahamas. They don't care about look those at Paradise, places. California. These are
2: Americans. They don't care about those places. Yeah.
0: Well, that's again the problem. it starts hitting more and more American places, maybe they will. Maybe they will, and, but that's I mean, what has to happen. See, I mean, the Democratic Party could actually do a great thing on. It. They could say, "Yes, we need a drastic we, we we need we don't need any more incremental, you know, changes on climate. We need an all out assault." Okay. If, it, if it isn't if it isn't the green new deal with all these other uh, aspects you know, folded in, then it's something else. No, you need to make it simple. You need to make, you make well, it make It can simple. be simple. Say,
2: say, say to else. the American population and keep it on Trump, okay? Under Trump, what do they do? They pass a bill that says we can put the tailings from the coal mining into the water of the people who are working in the coal mine so they can drink the tailings from the coal mine. That's the president protecting you. You know, the president wants you to suck more, uh, uh, you know, uh, coal products from power plants, which include mercury and radiation and cause asthma in your children. That's the president who's protecting you. Make it real. Look at what the Republicans have done and, and then tag it to them. Tag it to them and tag it especially to Trump. Hmm. Um, and then you, you, then you can start your policy changes. But I just don't see an overarching Green New Deal. It's not going to sell. We know it's not going to sell.
0: Well, something is going to have to change again. We're, we're, right, the, the world is changing rapidly. No, I'm not and, disagreeing. Right? And it's it's, it, it's, it's going it's to be a matter of we either either we do it willfully or we're dragged along kicking and screaming by a, a planet Earth that is no longer friendly to the, its human children. <laughs>
2: All right, well, planet Earth doesn't care. Planet Earth will still be here, whether I we're I here think or not. Mother Earth
0: loves us. No, well, I, don't, sure she, I don't think. I'm not sure she loves you. Mother Earth doesn't care one way or the other. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Fallon Forum. If you're still uh, sticking around on our community-owned stations, we'll be talking a bit further about um, the firing of John Bolton and why that matters. Again, thanks to our producer Ashley Martinez. Thanks to our production assistant Sherry Herdina, station manager Juan, uh, Juan Rodriguez. Welcome back to the Fallon Forum. John Bolton in the studio? No, no. Wait, John Bolton couldn't make it. But Charles Goldman is do here. Do you think John Bolton is the whistleblower? Oh, that'd be that'd be that'd be delicious. Wouldn't I know it? it would be. Wow. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's run with that. No, let's not run with that. <laughs> let's run with the um, the fact that Bolton was, I think, rightfully vilified by a lot of leading Democrats. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah, he deserves he deserves all the criticism he got, or at least most of it. But then along comes Trump. Fires the guy, and suddenly the Democrats have some criticism for that. Uh, yeah, a little, a little hypocrisy there, maybe.
2: Well, no, I think actually the reason I, I suggest that we talk a little bit about this is it does play into this idea that um, you know we're in we're in Trump derangement syndrome, and that when you find yourself as as people like you know Nick Kristoff and the Times and and others who are usually seen as liberals, um, you know, sort of gnashing your teeth over the dismissal of John Bolton as your national security advisor, it, there is really something wrong.
0: I, I haven't read there. Why, why the gnashing of teeth?
2: Well, because they felt like this is a dangerous world and we need somebody who has experience to help the president. The and, guy that we vilified? Right. And let's let's be let's clear <laughs> who John Bolton is, okay? John Bolton is an ultra-nationalist, okay? Even more than maybe... maybe on the level of Stephen Miller. But we very politely call him a hawk, right? Um, John Bolton is one of the people who pushed uh, George Bush along with Cheney and others into the Iraq War, which they of course promised us would pay for itself. And we all know now how that went. And probably helped craft the lie about the weapons of mass destruction, presumably. Bolton, when he's not in government, spends all his time talking about we have to uh, completely eviscerate the Nuclear arms control structure and just build the we- whatever weapons we want to build. Yeah. He gets into power uh, with Trump, and of course, you know, Trump who who hired him. Then when he fires him or quote allowed him to retire, it's it's like Trump takes no responsibility for having hired him to start with. <laughs> you know the usual. Right. So,
0: but 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 Democrats should be taking some responsibility for. I, mean, I I I don't. They can't have it both ways. I mean. By any reasonable standard, in my opinion, it sounds like everything I know about John Bolton, he was the worst possible person for that job. He deserved all the criticism he got. Under
2: any administration, he the worst possible person There's, there's, for
0: that there's job. no – no, not a diplomatic inclined bone in his body. No. Uh, and so we should be uh, – thank you. Thank you, President Trump, for firing I would the add, worst. That's exactly <laughs> right. And that's exactly right so, because
2: look what he did since he came back. He won He won war in Venezuela. To affect regime change there, you know he pulls out of the International Criminal Court because, of course, Americans cannot be judged by Europeans uh, of, of, you know, for war crimes or crimes against humanity. Uh, you know they they don't contribute any more money to the uh, UN uh, relief for people who are displaced because it's too much involved with Palestinian relief. Um, he he tries to get uh, President Trump to start a hot war with the Iranians, but, right. you know, the, the, their wet dream yeah. that they've, they've had, like, since you so know, the early what, 2000s. Is,
0: is it just beyond uh, some people's ability to say, hey, President Trump, you did the right thing this time? Yes, and in fact, <laughs> I, think, I think that is exactly, Maybe for the wrong reasons, but... But this, he, he, it goes back to something we were talking
2: about during the show, which is, it, you know, it's like you have to have this position because this is the side you're on. Now I'm not saying the Republicans or the right wing is any different because they do the same thing. Everything is filtered through my worldview, right? Ir- regardless of of what the
0: actual and it's is. also filtered through partisan politics. If a uh, if my party does it, it's okay. If your party does it, it's wrong.
4: Right. I, I mean, mean I, I
0: I saw that happen at the state house, even at the, at the state level, even. You know. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. With um, I can't remember the vote. It was something to do with highway funding, but there was one vote where. All the Democrats voted uh, against the bill, mm-hmm. and a couple of years later, they all voted for it. Exact same language. Right. <laughs> it was just depending depending on who was offering the legislation. You know? Yeah,
2: and, and and I think, you know, the American people should see that their tribalism, as expressed through the tribalism of their, poli- their chosen political uh, acolytes, is, you know, totally leaving this country ungoverned in many ways, mm-hmm. because. We're not – nothing is getting done because nobody wants to give the other side any kind of victory of any type. But right. it never is the actual interest of the American people considered. And, and the media has become the same way. So essentially, in many ways, if you watch CNN or MSNBC, you could almost predict that they would have, as they did, talk about – as much as they disagree with Bolton – on his views, that nevertheless he was a tempering force on the president, and I'm thinking, how in, so? In, yeah, I mean that is just <laughs> nonsense, um, you know.
0: And and that. But well, well, that's a good question. Who do you think might have been within the inner circle of President Trump who did temper uh, Bolton's inclinations to go hog wild on overly hawkish Trump. foreign policy? Trump. You think Trump himself? Yeah. <laughs> so why would Trump have hired the guy in the first place?
1: Because he he he.
2: Loyalty. It, no, 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 I mean, Fox News sends over most of the appointments. You know, <laughs> the Heritage Foundation. Here's the list you're allowed to yeah, hear from. that's right. You know, this is the list of present former government officials who are now Fox News commentators. Mm-hmm. You know, here's that mm-hmm. list. And the Federal Society probably sends over another list. And you the know. Probably Society. they wanted, what's yeah. his name, uh, 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 Sebastian Gorka, the guy who was on the plane with uh, Pompeo heading over to Italy. You know, the guy who used to be, like, with the Austrian ultranationalist party or something. Mm-hmm. Um You know, and there's just, you you know, you can only choose from this approved list from these three or four organizations. And so Trump probably said, hey, I've seen this guy on TV. (laughs) He'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but the president tempered him. The president is afraid to be that decisive.
0: I should know this, but has he made a a, a new appointment?
2: Yeah, he took his deputy as his acting. But that's temporary. Well, in the Trump administration, well, acting, everything's temporary, acting, temporary. acting <laughs> is permanent until you're fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. it's, all, it's all temporary. <laughs> right. How many,
0: how many people have uh, – was Bolton – no, he wasn't the first. Who was uh, – I'm, I'm losing track. Well,
2: there was uh, the general, you know, who uh, – locked her up. Uh, locked Clinton up. Yeah, locked Clinton right. up. And, and also said my favorite, which was, well, why would Clinton have taken the fifth unless on the emails. You know, unless she has something to hide. Well, uh, of course, Michael Flynn. Mike, Mike Flynn. Yeah. Mike Flynn did exactly the same thing in yeah, his case. right, right. Yeah, there was Mike Flynn, and then there was the general, McMaster. Right. Who, I think he, he resigned over the uh, president announcing on tweet on Twitter that he was withdrawing from Syria. Right. Um,
0: Good memory for this, Charles. Yeah. It's hard it's to a, keep track of It, it is all. hard to keep
2: track. I don't know who it was acting in between, and then he, then he, he put Bolton in there. So this,
0: but Bolton's number four,
2: I believe Bolton is number
0: four, and now we have number five. Five that isn't, could right, be a crazy. temporary appointment.
2: That well, it is. It's an
0: acting appointment at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, you know, again, it, it, you know, we don't. You don't have a very stable sense of government when you have that kind of turnover.
2: Well, I, I, I know during the show you were very concerned that there's going to be a coup in the United States, but um, no, I, I still I, am. I
0: really think. <laughs> Twenty I, minutes later, I'm still concerned. I, I really think the greater danger
2: <laughs> is that we've turned our government into something completely non-functional. Because nobody is willing to do the job that people get sent to do, which is to try to help the American people. And all they're interested in doing, you know, and, and, and to some degree, you know what I think is, is, is at the center of all this is that campaigns are, are too long.
0: Oh, yeah. I think you every, know, we, we should have six weeks like other countries do.
2: Six weeks like other countries do. So all the money you raise is irrelevant in six weeks you only spend so much money right you know and ironically the russians didn't spend a hell of a, a heck of a lot of money to um influence the election but they spent 40 million dollars that's not a lot of money yeah. right so i don't they, know why they they, they, ha- they got a bargain right so you know people have to aggregate all this money i mean because a, a representative to the house of representative within a week of their taking their term the start of the term is already fundraising yeah. for their next election yeah and, you know, it's just ridiculous.
0: Well, there's a bunch of reforms that would need to happen. You can't, you
2: yeah, know. I think you federally, you, you federally fund two months of campaign activities. It, and and so, who, so you know no who would be against that? The two parties. <laughs> in, say everybody, exactly. everybody who's in power right now. Right, yeah. because the two
0: parties would have no role mm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, Democrats used to, uh, back in the good old days, 80s, 90s, used to support campaign finance reform. But... Um, For example, in 2006 or 7, rather, when uh, Democrats took control of the House, Senate, and Governor's office in Iowa, suddenly they had no interest in campaign financing for him. Right. Interesting. Now, I'm glad to see the current slate of Democratic candidates, for the most part, talking about it. Mm -hmm. Some of them more sincerely than others. It's hard to take Joe Biden seriously when he talks about uh, money in politics and he goes to a pricey fundraiser with an oil executive. Mm. But, um, you know, you're right. Both parties... Have gotten really good at milking that uh, that trough, and uh, right. and they, you know they're they're not inclined to support the change. But I think you're right. That's one of the biggest things that could happen to minimize the length of the campaigns. It's not the only thing, though. But no. I mean, part it, I mean, you you know also be opposed to it. The media, well, the sure. media love this stuff. They do. They I mean, love they this
2: stuff. it keeps it keeps cable news fed with material. We talk around. about it because
0: we have to, but we'd rather talk about other stuff. Right, I'd rather talk For about. For example, we'd rather talk about how awesome Tom Brady is, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. And how, sorry and how, how terrible his line is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No. Well, we have to call Doctor Goldman on that. All right, all right. <laughs> anyway, last word on this one, Charles.
2: Well, again, I think that that I I too find it hard to watch at times because the not the anti Foxes are just as bad in many ways, just as doctrinaire as as Fox News is. Yeah. And that's not that's not the way the news is going to educate Americans to have a better government and to live a better life. So you're you're arguing for balance? I'm arguing for for stop filtering everything through your predetermined biases. Which is easier done. In in many, many many ways. ways, In many, many ways. That's absolutely right.
0: All right. Hey, thanks for joining us, Charles. Uh, Folks, uh, Charles Goldman has been uh, a guest on our program today. Uh, And, uh, again, you can always uh, catch this show on the other stations that rebroadcast us, KHOI. 89.1 89.1 FM in Ames, and uh, KICI 105.3 FM in Iowa City and elsewhere across the country. Again, thanks for tuning in to the Fallon Forum. This is your host, Ed Fallon, signing off.